I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You are listening to the longest running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Smart Gilas Filipinas podcast. No, this is not a season premiere. It's actually episode 78. And, uh, yeah, I just have to say it, man. Stunning stance at your service. To my right, ravishing Ro Moran. No Rowdy Raf cameras for this week, but he is still very much active. He, he uh, took care of post-prod this week, for sure. Um, we, we have a lot of wrestling to talk about just because we got Night of Champions coming up by Monday Manila time. And then we also have the huge PWR press conference on Sunday I don't need to say Manila time because it obviously hit him out. We've got Sir Vic from the PWR board. He's going to be joining us in just a bit. We'll talk about that, uh, that press conference plus the PWR relationship with GPN Live. That's going to be an interesting conversation. And he also reflects about uh, one year. After, it's been one year since the very first PWR show at Makati Cinema Square Renaissance. And we're going to be having another renaissance in just two Saturdays. Ang bilis, right? So uh, that's going to be a great conversation. But for now, let's talk about something that is getting a lot of buzz on social media. And if you haven't seen this yet, shame on you. Go and watch this movie, General Luna. You have to catch it. Um, I don't even know where to begin. I, I caught this Friday night. When did you catch this? I caught this the other day, uh, Tuesday night. I had to catch the last full show because I was so afraid that... By Wednesday, so there were most uh, movies premiere on Wednesdays right. here. But I, I was afraid that by this Wednesday, bahawala na. Yeah. So it, it turns out that my worries were for naught because uh, it had a second week, although in a much more limited run. Mm-hmm. But uh, I caught it on Tuesday night, uh, best decision ever. You know what? Uh, watching General Luna, I, it made me realize that Aguinaldo's probably the biggest heel in Philippine history. No? No big... Are you serious? Or one of the biggest heels among Pinoy's. Bigger than Marcos? Oh, okay. fine. Seriously? Fine. No, no, I take it back. Yeah, Number he, two, show. Yeah. Because he didn't have, you know, well, he, you know, he had people killed. Yeah, he still. He did, yeah. He had heroes killed, too. Oh. I mean, yeah, you, you think of Marcos as the biggest heel in Pinoy history, um, outside of, like, the Spanish and the Japanese and, you know, the Americans. Marcos is our Hitler, man. I wouldn't go that yeah, far. I, I, would, I would go that far. Hmm. I would. I would. I, I think that's subject to debate. Like, I'd like to see how historians would react to that statement. Huh? Just out of curiosity. Because I'm not willing to go that far yet. Although Marcos is bad. Mm. Like, uh, he's probably Hitler at Jace. Fine, fine. He's Hitler at Jace. Hitler at Jace. Yeah, we can pro- probably agree on that. But uh, Aguinaldo, I just didn't realize that I could hate him even more. Because I, I caught Bonifacio, mm. right? And dun palang. Oh, by the way, who who our friend Brian Wilson appears in. Yes, that's right. <laughs> I, I, so I caught Bonifacio and, uh, a couple of years ago. And I thought Roman was in Bonifacio, was he not? I don't think so. Yes, he was. I, I, I forgot. That, that, that probably says a lot about how Bonifacio as a movie wasn't that memorable. Uh, <laughs> Save for the fact that it, made, it, it, it was the one that really got me to think that Aguinaldo was an asshole. <laughs> yeah, but, but now I, uh, I, I, I 
hindi ko lang talaga maalis yung sour taste in my mouth, you know. Um, especially with Mon Confiado, his portrayal of Aguinaldo. Kasi si Mon Confiado, as a character actor, he's always a bad guy. Pero he's not really the main <laughs> bad guy. He's not the main <laughs> bad guy, <laughs> Yeah, he's always one of the side goons. Like, in On the Job, trying side guy ni <laughs> Angel Aquino, right? Yeah. And, he, and he gets his pop cap at the very end. Um, and, and then right now, um, he's, he's the president. It's kind of hard uh, to imagine, pero he made it work with a buzz cut. And then the way that he acted, that slimy, weaselly tone in his voice, you could tell Wait, that this guy was up to no good. No, his voice, his portrayal was no, very slimy. No, 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 I don't think it was slimy. I think it was just, uh, no. I think it was classic Aguinaldo na wishy-washy. Uh, on, you know, doesn't know where he really wants to stand, which side he wants to stand in. I don't think it was uh, uh, weaselly or slimy at all. I just think it was, uh, he was a kind of heel na, didn't know how to stand as a face. I liked um, I liked the, their liberal use of language. Because oh. I, I remember reading before I watched the movie na be warned, they will swear a lot and they want that's because they want to make it appropriate for millennials or something re- relatable. I'm sure that uh, people, Filipinos back then swore like that. Yeah. Um, Ambeto Campo would tell you na uh, yung, yung stato ni Bonifacio, di ba? Oh. Yung sumusugod siya. He's not saying sugod mga kapatid. He's oh. saying putang ina, sugod mga kapatid. Di ba? Kasi bugso ng galit eh. Yeah. You want to rally your troops. So, it, it, <laughs> sorry, it's a funny thought. <laughs> but it, it makes sense, right? You'd be like, putang ina, sugod mga kapatid. And like, yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It's just kind of unnerving pa rin to hear your national heroes use coarse language. Kasi, oh, I never thought much about it. Talaga, it wasn't a big deal. Yeah, it wasn't a big deal to me. I, um, what I was really... What was more of a deal to me was their Tagalog. Uh-huh. Na, trapped, I was... I was I noticed their, their punto. Okay. Their accent. Na parang, probably didn't sound like that back then. It's, it sounds like uh, straight Tagalog as it is spoken now. Uh-huh. Na hindi masyadong... Alam mo yun... Hindi so hindi wala pa siyang, uh, I was I, you would assume na wala siyang halong I don't know uh English or you know Konya accent or whatever like you could, when you hear Joan Bascon talk in 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 straight Filipino yeah you can tell that he he he's not comfortable in it no 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 not not naman that he's not comfortable in it but he is born he was born in a higher station ah okay right, he, was, he grew up in a higher station right 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 parang it, you don't. It's. I'm trying to. I'm trying to articulate it right now, but I can't find the words. I'm just. Is maybe, it a problem of casting, or is it because? No, no, man. It's not a problem of casting. It's a, more of a problem of how we talk now. Mm-hmm. Parang or you know how, I guess how, uh, how young people talk or how and it's very celebrity how they did. Mon Confiado is all right. You say you know, he. I, I think he was the, one of the guys who sounded the most authentic. Plus, he didn't speak much. Oh. But when he did, he sounded a lot authentic. I think uh, I, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that uh, one, um, the way they talked back then was so different from the way we yeah, talk yeah, now. Yeah. So that's one, and that's why they tried to bridge the gap by trying to make it more conversational. To 2015, you, you no, dialogue. it was not conversational. 2015. No, they, they Especially tried. Especially when it. you when they're arguing in the cabinet. Yeah. That is not conversational. No, that, that's not. It's not. Pero they tried to fit that in with the pagmumura. 
Oh. And and you I'm sure naman ganun ganun na yung pagmumura nila dati pa. And yung aggressive course ni uh, yung aggressive uh, dialogue ni ni Luna. Kasi yung normal dialogue ni Luna medyo yeah, medyo old style, diba? Hmm. Pero when he would start making threats like to catch up Eusebio's character yeah. or to to Paterno and Buen Camino, yeah. he um it was more it, it would sound like your action movies from the 90s or from the 2000s na. So I think that's how they little by little try to to bridge that gap. So again, it was something na was admirable at the very least. Um I, I was surprised to hear from from Sir Vic over here that uh, a lot of those scenes, especially the scene where Luna gets killed, was shot in front of a green screen. Mm, and it's really good I know, editing. Eh? Yeah, because I was convinced that they actually found a location. No, I'm sure. Some, no, I'm sure. Yeah, me too. Me too. Look, I, I was wondering like which which town in rural Philippines could you still find a church that stands in front of a dirt road? Yeah. Eva. And um, the post-credit scene. I did not expect there to be a post-credit scene. I don't think anybody did. Yeah, it was great though. after Yeah, it turns out the Pilar is forming the Avengers. <laughs> yeah, but of course, you know. Um, well, uh, somebody did did uh, say online that it's possible that a trilogy will come out of this. Especially because of the success of the movie. Yeah, if you if you put a scene like that. So you always use the the post credit scene or the mid credit scene, especially. I made the Marvel the Avengers show because it's something Marvel would do. Yeah, you use it to set up something else. Right. So there cannot not be a, a Del Pilar movie. I would love to see that. Plus, they, they gave him the with the special participation of Billing. Oh. It's kind of different from when you just put him there along with everybody else. They kind of set him apart. So, so that, was, that was cool. Uh, um, I guess the biggest, uh, the biggest takeaway from the movie is that shit hasn't really changed since. After 100 years, after 100 or so years. We are still our own yeah, worst enemies. The same shit that killed uh, Luna back then still happens now. Yeah, actually. Um, I, I guess it resonates with some of us more than others. Mm-hmm. Um, it, to, to varying extents of the way we live our lives or to varying extents of the networks we're in, we see this shit, dude. We see it. And um, it's frustrating because you watch it, natatawa ka or na-amuse ka because, yeah, that happened. And then when you leave, you're like, tang ina nangyayari din yun dito ah, mm-hmm. sa, sa reality ko, diba? So when you take that with you, um, it, it's a very bittersweet experience. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, of course, the question, as with any other piece of literature that you enjoy, is what do you do? What do you do after after you reflect and you realize all this shit? Right. And uh, I guess it's it's one of those times that we get to act like professors and be mm. like, "This is the challenge for you. What are you gonna do?" Hey, you've been pushing the movie so hard. Might as well, you know, take it to heart. Yeah. Anyway, I, I think that's uh, that's gonna wrap it up on the Henera Luna talk. Uh, let us know what you thought of it. If I, I know that. I have a cousin who's a history major who actually didn't like it as much as we all did. Why, though? Um, I want to hear that. Why, why, why? I guess uh, he had a lot of problems with portrayal. Like, um, um, yung, yung flaws ni Henera... Wait, let me look it up right sige, now. Sige. Where did, where did he post that? Yeah, on his Facebook. Okay, okay. Let me read it. Just... Man kasi, like, I, I saw that, you know, right from the gate, I had a, had a bit of a problem with, uh, no, with how it was written to be a bit of a comedy. Uh-huh. But when I found out, you know, like from friend of the podcast, Phil D review on clickthecity.com it was 
irreverent in a good way because okay yeah he's right we shouldn't be looking at our heroes too much as heroes they shouldn't be on the pedestal that much because they're yep. and that, at the same time that's the sh- kind of shit that got Luna killed uh, you know one of the shit that got him killed was his temper and why should you try to mask that by being over reverent to him alright so um, this is what my cousin said and I quote my take on Hinata Luna, medi- mediocre acting, poor script writing. Mediocre acting. No character development, too many cardboard characters. Every scene was contrived to make Luna look good, so much so that it felt unnatural. Maybe really, it's because though? Maybe it's because I've never been in a war, or maybe it's because they've never been in one. Talking about the actors. Either way, and despite the gore, I did not come out convinced that they were fighting a war on screen. It tries to make up for all of that with an excess of cameos and pandering to the audience. For all of that, it sure made the crowd interested in history, and for that, I'd give it a B. Uh, I agree, though, with how it didn't feel like they were fighting a war. Uh, the war scenes weren't that great. I agree. Yeah. Because um, yeah, the battle scenes, yeah. eh. Like mm. Archie Alemania, diba? Parang, parang lang no, siya. No, no, not, not that. Not that. Parang the effects overall. Like, okay, ito lang talaga. In a battle, in a trench battle, ito lang talaga yung malaban. Sila lang talaga. And for the Americans, sila lang talaga yung nagalaban. No, I actually didn't like uh, Archie Alemania in the war. Because I felt like he wasn't taking it seriously, unlike, say, Saving Private Ryan, hmm. where those guys were literally scared shitless because they knew they could die. Oh, that's die. true. Okay, fine. That's true. Diba? So Ar- Archie was very comic relief lang during the war scenes. So I guess in that respect, I oh, would agree. You know, it, it's also realistic the way some of the Filipinos you know, ran away from the trenches. Yeah. Because you know, when you're there... But sometimes it, it, it's a fight-or-flight reaction. So let us know what you thought of Henera Luna. Uh, tweet us at Rosewar, at underscore Stan C, at the SGP podcast. Kevin Camus, who is pushing it so much. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so let us know. Uh, we'll come back uh, in a bit, and we'll talk about Raw this week. Before we get to talking about Raw, let me just say, this is something I forgot to, uh, to say at the start of the podcast. Mm. We are the number... Yeah, we can't make the number one joke because we're number 30. Number 30 on the sports and <laughs> recreation section. <laughs> I have no we idea. We were just saying last Saturday that we were 126. Yeah. How the fuck did that happen? I don't know. I got to give a shout out to one of our, uh, one of our listeners, at uh, Kim Brian Leone. He was the one who pointed this out, and I had to check it myself on my phone. Kim Brian Leone, do you know how this happens? Yeah, I, I have no idea. Uh, I, I don't get it. Here's the best part. We're number 30, uh, Cheap Heat, who we admire. We aspire to be on, uh, on, on, on some level. Uh-uh. They're number 126. In the Philippines, so I guess. Yeah, just in to the make Philippines. Sure. Right, because hey, when, when they release their podcast, I'm sure they'll say a different rank. Yeah. Right? Uh, they, they, they do the, the ranking thing then. Yeah, they do. They do. So, yeah, we're number 30. Um, we have no idea how this happened. We got to thank you for helping mm-hmm. us make it happen for sure. So, maraming salamat. Uh, thank you for keeping on subscribing, for downloading, and for telling your friends that we exist and that people actually have a podcast that talks about wrestling. So, there. Now that that's out of the way, let's talk about Raw and how it was billed as a season premiere, which was basically the reason why we made that joke at the start. I don't get how... Um, I, uh, I, I mean, I get the logic that TV shows have cycles. There are season premieres and season finales and all that shit. But I don't see how it makes sense in the context of wrestling where there is no off-season. There are no breaks. The only logical thing I could see was was a reason for them to hype up big matches like the two championship matches on Raw. No, no, that's not the reason why. The reason why is because the NFL season has started. And that is the direct competitor of Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Football is a direct competitor. And in order for them 
to look compelling in the face of football beginning, they have to, you know, bust out something big and say that they are having a new season. Mm-hmm. Although it doesn't make any sense. Because all conventional wrestling, WWE logic will tell you that everything begins and ends at WrestleMania. Yeah, you need a season finale, mo, eh, mm. but the, the, the championship change or the championship retention at the end of WrestleMania, yeah. that's it. Eh. That's yeah. a big ending. So, so that's just them, you know, them saying season premiere is just them, you know, trying to to influence the the discourse mm-hmm. or you know the perception nah, okay it's it, it's the season premiere because we say it's season premiere yeah. so fuck your logic so you listen to us well, and that's yeah, for anyone sucks. that's for anyone who is blindly following this right who's marking for this yeah i mean i mean i wasn't excited now wow season premiere i thought it was a joke and it is a joke it is a joke to, to you and i to, to fans like you and i it's yeah. a joke um, for what it's worth, though, we did get some some good wrestling oh, on yeah, Raw. At the very least, uh, they they made up they they lived up to their word being the season premiere. Yeah, and gave us at least three good matches. I love the tag team championship match. Mm. Everything about it, from the way that the authority just showed how how white they were <laughs> dancing alongside the New Day, to them white boy to, to the New Day retaining against the primetime players. I just thought, nah, you know, everybody wrestled as if it was a pay per view match. Mm. I would have put it on a pay per view. Now it was a shame that it was a TV match. Parangganan. Sayang lang that the primetime players couldn't have been able to. <laughs> Shit. Seriously, wait. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm looking at a photo of uh, Slick Rick having Renaissance tickets, and they pimp PWR out on on, on his social media. I'm guessing the rest of the boys are going to do the same. And wow, it's going to be lit. I'm happy. I'm happy that yeah, Slick yeah, posted you, it. You, you better tell them that you dropped by BNO earlier. Yeah, uh, I was on there this time. Yeah, not not this time. I actually convinced the board. I I, I suggested to them uh, maybe we could you know invite the boys night out. Invite Jojo, invite Ramon, let's give them tickets. You know, let's see what happens if they yeah. post it on social media. Um, if we get airtime out of it, good. If we don't, uh, let's at least hope that they post on social media. And they're very active online. So that's, I mean, it's been, what, less than an hour since we dropped mm. by and gave them their tickets. So thank you, Slick. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Jojo. Good. We anyway, sorry, I, we digressed. Uh, what was I saying? Tag Team Championship. Tag Team Championship. Sayang that the primetime players couldn't have been able to do what they do on pay-per-view. Right. But it's understandable in the mind that the Dudleys are hot right now and they're a bigger draw right now. Mm-hmm. And I guess the PTP proved that they should not be left out of the scene. Yeah, they belong. Oh. They proved that. And I, uh, my prediction for these three teams moving forward is they will keep fighting for the championship at least for TLC the next... TLC two, Yeah, until, until TLC, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. For the no, next no, two, no, no. three months. Yeah, give them a TLC match for all the... I know. And it's like uh, the second generation yeah. of the TLC trios, yeah? Yeah, and Bubba Ray's the only white guy. <laughs> <laughs> like back in the day, Devon was the only black guy. Hey, that's a good observation. So yeah, I'm, I'm ha- I was happy with the tag team championship match. Uh, Sheamus versus Cena, which is what I woke up to uh, last Tuesday morning, was actually pretty good. Uh, well. It was really good. I was watching it today, and uh, I'm not sure if Cena should have won that match clean. Yeah, you think I ought to finish? I, I'm not sure. But you know, maybe I'd, I'd wake up tomorrow morning and and be fine with it. But it was a it was a hot match. It was a fire match. But yeah. they went for as long as they did. I wasn't expecting them to go as long as they did, and I wasn't expecting them at all to finish cleanly as they did. I mean, was it like 20, 25 minutes? Not 25. Um, siguro upward, a little below 20. Uh huh. 
and parang they just pull out all the stops and you know I was expecting some shenanigans going on because isn't it kind of sad that you watch Raw you see a good match and you expect it to end in shenanigans actually yeah like that's how low the bar is sunk uh, thanks creative by the way thanks huh and then there was another great match in Paige versus Sasha Banks. It wasn't as great as uh, the previous two, but it, it served its purpose now. Yeah, Paige versus Sasha, for those keeping score, uh, Sasha's won four straight matches oh, against I, I'm, I'm more officially invested in this feud than I am with Charlotte Nikki. Yeah, so am I. Just because um, I'm predicting two outcomes. The mm. first outcome that I, I've got is that uh, Paige rises up. It's a redemption yeah, story. Yeah. The second is that she takes it out on Becky and Charlotte. Yeah, yeah. Which is also possible. Why can't it be both? Because mm, your redemption is a babyface angle, whereas if she turns on Becky and Charlotte, she turns heel. Like, she snaps and just goes after her teammates. Isn't it kind of sad? I don't know if you noticed that Team Bad isn't wrestling. Like the rest of Team Bad is just Sasha. Yeah. No, no, Tamina wrestles every now and then. You know what? I think Tamina's been wrestling more than Naomi as of late. She, she snapped and went SmackDown. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it, it's it's uh, it's kind of odd, yeah. Um, but hey, hey uh, if I get to see more Sasha Banks on my TV screen, I'm not complaining. It's good. Eh? It's the better. It's a better half of the revolution at the moment. Yeah. But um, it leaves with Becky with nothing to do. Yun, it's a part. I was gonna bring that up. Now, see, <laughs> Becky Lynch has largely been relegated to the sideline of the feud, mm. and I'm not quite happy with that because I'm a huge fan of Becky Lynch as well. So um, I'm not sure how they can work her in. Because if you notice, but tatlong teams of three people and then there's always like a hierarchy internally sa team eh. yeah. so like there's Charlotte and Paige 1A, 1B and then there's Becky who's number three mm-hmm. and then it's the same with Team Bad Sasha at one Naomi at two Tamina at three or you can interchange Naomi, Tamina Bella's ganun din Nikki, Brie and Foxy right. so um, I don't know what you can do with the number three in each team eh. you know what I mean? Um, there isn't a Divas tag team division for them to fight over or to fight in. And there isn't a secondary title either. So aside from um, a, a, a grudge which Paige and Sasha ha- have against each other, I'm not sure how else Becky can get involved with somebody like Naomi. Or I'm not sure how Becky can get involved with someone like Alicia Fox. So um, I don't know if you have any, any takes because I'm, I'm pretty out right now. Well, anyway, I just found it funny. Say, okay, it's the best, I guess it's the best pairings they have right now, but Eventually, you're gonna have to change it up. Mm-hmm. Right. I know. I know that that's what we were railing against at the beginning of the revolution. That everything is just a, a, another combination of the nine ladies. Yeah. But at this point, you have to find the balance. It's not that hard to find the balance. I wonder though. Uh, before we get to our next point, uh, what what if? Natty just comes out and just start, starts railing on everyone for praising this revolution and forgetting her. I don't care if she's face or heel. I don't, gimmick I don't think she has enough pull to have uh, to have that kind of exposure, but it would be a nice diversion. Because, well, Natty is still different eh, if you compare her to the other girls. Eh, but um, she, the only one she's close to probably is uh, Tamina. Because mm. she's uh, a powerhouse of a woman. Yeah. So um, maybe the fact that she breaks that mold that you know these nine ladies have, I don't know, um, something I want just because I want to see Natty wrestle also and get involved. Oh, okay. Um, before we get to uh, our interview with Sir Vic, let's talk about one last thing. The finish of the Divas Championship match between Nikki, Bella, and Charlotte. I, I wasn't happy. Okay, here's the thing. Uh, for what it was, for what it was trying to do, which is to build up the, the title match on pay-per-view, it did its job. Okay, sir. 
Like, I would have done the same thing. Mm-hmm. The only problem here is that it had so much hype going around it that you expected it to go the way you wanted it to. Because in, in the context of such a huge angle, such a huge notion, uh, okay, Nikki is either breaking or not breaking AJ's record. Yeah. Uh, and then they that, brought Ric Flair in. Yeah, back. in that context, you were expecting something nice to go down. But when you think about it, when I thought about it, it would make not that much sense uh, story-wise if Charlotte were to win the title right before the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. It, that, that didn't make sense to me if it happened. And uh, So why didn't it? Well, no, just to make, make this, this title match on Sunday a bigger deal. That's that's the objective. That was the objective of the of the angle. It just so happened that you were expecting something else because it was built up so much. Like the Bellatron was such a huge deal. It just so happened that the the, the time of the record being broken was midnight. Not midnight. That it just wasn't on the on Sunday on the pay per view itself. So they were forced to build something around this go home episode of Raw instead of the pay per view. Yung issue ko naman was, um, I guess to build on what you said, for all of the hype that they did to, to build up the match, the match itself was lacking. Kasi Maybe, yeah. I, I could have lived with that ending had there been a little, a little more substance in the match. That's true. If uh, they told a bit more of a story. I agree, I agree. That it, the match didn't really get going until Charlotte's comeback. And at, at that point, it ended way too soon. Yeah. Parang, okay, she was already making her comeback. And then all of a sudden, Alicia Fox jumps up and distracts her for and the then, finish. And then Twin Magic happens. Oh. And so that's, that was a little, too, a little too quick for my taste. But, and another thing then why it didn't work is because, well, it's a smaller deal. But it's also because uh, Charlotte not only got the DQ win... She got a rematch, which is more than what Paige can say when twin magic happened to her a few months back. Right. Um, I think that should be an issue. Mm. Um, if it, it's an issue, but it's not a bigger issue because I don't think people remember. Um, if, if there's somebody who's smart enough and creative to write oh. that in, oh. I would applaud that guy because it gives Paige a reason oh, to turn on yeah, Charlotte. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe that's the plan, right? Maybe. I, uh, you know, on, on sign the optimistic side. a plan. On the optimistic side. Uh, now that you mentioned the rematch, thanks for bringing that up. Uh, I ha- I've had uh, an issue with the authority, so have you, um, with them not knowing if they're really face or heel. At the season premiere, they were mostly heel until Steph came out and granted Charlotte her rematch. I, I, I'm okay with her granting Charlotte a rematch. Right. Say, normally, your authority figure, face or heel, would probably do that anyway. What I didn't like was how she stacked the, uh, stacked the odds in, um, favorably for both, for both parties. Now, she said that if Nikki tried to get disqualified or counted out, she'd still lose the championship. And that's a babyface thing right. to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially since at the very start of the Divas Revolution, Steph started it so that she could uh, even things out against Nikki. Mm-hmm. So um, that was the one thing that, that, that the authority did that I was very against or that I was very dissatisfied with. Yeah, here's it, the thing. Uh, again, they couldn't make up their mind. Right, yeah, because and you take out all the drama because now uh, you didn't do what people expected you to do because that's what you did before. And here's the thing about drama and uh, logic. You need the rules in... Even in a fake, in a scripted, predetermined universe, you need the rules and you need to work within the rules because the rules are the restrictions that will breed the drama organically. Yeah. That's, um, yeah, I get that this is all predetermined, but that's how sports, real sports, creates drama. Let's take, for example, uh, 
the last minute of a basketball game. Mm-hmm. Let's say there's a team trailing by a handful of points. As the opposing coach of that team, what would you do? What do you mean? Um, what I, would you do? I would call timeout. Uh, no, no, no. Not just, uh, uh, not just that, but when the opposing team has possession of the ball, what do you do? Um, tell, uh, tell them to press. And foul. Yeah. And foul, right? Right. And you know, you tell them to foul because you, the game. you know that the rule is when you foul, they get a free throw and they get a chance to miss that free throw and you get possession. And That's the, the rule. And at the very least, at very least, you extend the game. Oh. So it works well for you and it creates drama for everyone watching because you know they know what you try to do. It worked out the way you meant it uh to work and the way people were expecting it to work. Yeah. So let's assume that one day someone decided to change the rules of the NBA or whatever league you're watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, fouls in in garbage time no longer lead to free throws. Which is actually something that people are proposing. Right. But without that, you take away the drama. Yeah. When you, uh, All the more when you change it arbitrarily. Mm-hmm. Which is what uh, in, in this analogy, which is what uh, Steph did. Yeah. No one drama. So that's why you need logic to keep the dr- to in order to trigger the drama. Right. Right. So th- that's all I'm saying. That's why I. That's why I'm so pissed off whenever uh, guys get title shots out of the blue just by beating someone without even you know because there is no clear ranking system. You know they should they should have that. I mean, we're not the first people yeah. to say this. Like it, you know, you have a problem with Kevin Owens and Ryback. Uh, yeah, I have a problem with Kevin Owens and Ryback just because um, Ryback was the one who said that. Hey, Kevin Owens, you're my challenger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what the fuck? I think that's stupid because uh, Kevin Owens um, two weeks ago on SmackDown, I'm setting my sights on the Intercontinental Championship. If I were a neutral authority figure, I would say to I would say to Ryback now. I appreciate your sentiment, Ryback, that you would like Kevin Owens as your challenger. But objectively, based on our rankings, Kevin Owens has not deserved shit. Yeah. So why would you? You know. You know. That's how your mind works. So why would you? Why would you allow this to be okay? And even from a drama standpoint, parang napaka anticlimactic when Ryback says, "Hey, Kevin Owens, you're my opponent." Guess what? Yeah. As opposed to if Kevin Owens says, "Hey, guess what? I just sucked the authorities' ass," and uh, and by the way, they granted me a title shot. <laughs> you must must make drama pa yun, kasi, kasi it's logical. It's logical and it's heelish, Uh-oh. which we want Kevin Owens to be, or which Kevin Owens is supposed to be, and and because we didn't get that, it's very what the fuck, right? It, it just makes you scratch your head. Um, I, I don't know why this is. I honestly don't know why this is. But uh, another thing, right? Uh, all of a sudden, because the primetime players lost, yeah, the Dudley Boys are now the, cha- the, the number one contenders because they beat the New Day. Because- and other teams, right? Yeah. But uh, okay, yes, that's what we we're going for. But uh, would it would it hurt to like have rankings? Because uh, in the video games they do it. Yeah, right? exactly. So why can't you bring that shit to real life? I mean, the Ascension won a match, right? Because uh, a couple you, weeks ago, people, why aren't they in the picture? They just expect people to have this internal unspoken logic. Now, once you beat the the champions, you you're get a title worthy shot. with title shot. But while that makes sense, it kind of doesn't make the champions look strong. Yeah, because they have to lose to, uh-huh. you know, for them to grant the title shot. So why can't we just? Have someone who is the to beat, yeah, 
in order for you to get a championship, uh, a, a ch- uh, contendership. Right. So, like, there's an incumbent number one contender. You have to beat that incumbent number one contender to be the number one contender. Yeah. And it goes back to Ric Flair's uh, tagline, but to be the man, you got to beat the man. Right. So, th- that makes sense. It's very simple. And it's instant stories. Because if uh, number two at number five ang magkalaban, um, if number five beats number two, she's number two, yeah. right? and it moves you one step closer to being a number one contender. ROH actually had uh, this the, uh, a sort of system like this. Uh, uh, people, there was a ranking for the ROH uh, world title, yeah, and people would have to fight each other in their rankings in order to advance. That that is, like said, the drama is built in there. You say when you see the rules and you can see. What people have to do, and you know, when you can force foresee everything, the drama is there. Here's the best part: it all it makes everybody connected. So, like yeah. when you have a match, like say Cesaro versus mm. Rusev, Uh-oh. those two guys currently aren't interacting. Them, yeah. they have no story against each other. Yeah. But with a ranking system like that, you make that match important. Mm-mm. You make that match matter because if Rusev is lower on the rankings than Cesaro, then he has a bigger uh, a bigger motivation for him to succeed. Yeah. And even if he cheats, yun yung motivation yun na, I want to win because I want to rise up the rankings. Yeah, and pretty much, yeah. Because, well, the biggest argument for this is, well, we're going to have to use something Vince said on the Stone Cold Podcast. Uh, if the WWE doesn't do wrestling for the sake of wrestling then it has to make all the effort for everything that goes on in the ring to make sense and to have the proper motivation i think that's a stupid counter argument because it, it reeks of laziness which one uh yung um if you take out wrestling for wrestling's sake we have to put in so much effort for everything that's no what I no what Wait, yung, yung counter, you said the counter-argument of Vince is we have to do no, wrestling. No, that's not what I said. I said that Vince said that in, in, on Stone Cold's podcast that what they do in the WWE is not wrestling for wrestling's sake. So in light of that, if wrestling in the WWE is not for wrestling's sake, then you must put all the effort in for everything to have the most sense and the most justifi- the, as much justification as it could. Isn't that what should be the case? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That is exactly that's what should be the case. Yeah. And for some reason, even though he said that, he's losing sight of that. Yeah. Because we're getting. That's what's frustrating. Yeah, we're we're getting throwaway matches that you know absolutely make no sense other than Stardust wants to beat Neville. Yeah. You know what the ironic thing is? The beat the clock challenge between the Team PCB. That was the most logical thing I've ever seen regarding the championship. Oh, nga. Um, isa pang irony there is the beat the clock challenges were so short. Even if you combine them, sobrang konti no amount of time then compared yeah. to like the, the other uh, the other weeks where the divas had like a shitload of time to perform. <laughs> so yeah, uh, let let us know what you think. And I mean that thing beat the clock challenge. Mahaba yung mga match na diba? Yes, <laughs> we would get seven eight minute matches. Yeah, right. Which was decent. Like the like the ben- the original benchmark is like what eight minutes, and they yeah. go lower than that. Hanggang sa yung drama mo is like, oh fuck, I have to beat uh, four minutes. Yeah. And like, one minute and 34 seconds. What the that's fuck? That's bullshit. Yeah, that's fucked up. Parang, you know. Minamadali eh. Alright, uh, we gotta end this. Uh, end our little rant here. Yeah. Anyway, we got Sir Vic in the booth. We're gonna be talking to him in just a bit. It's gonna be a great conversation. So here it is Sir Vic from the PWR board. 
We're sitting here with Sir Vic, one of the members of the PWR board. Uh, he, he's been here since day one, and he's, uh, he's a friend of the podcast. So, Sir Vic, welcome back. It's been a while. Thank you. Thank you for having me again. Hey, Sir Vic. Hey, Ro. Kailan ka graduate? You tell me. Hey. <laughs> yeah, above all else, you guys are the ones making the decisions. I'm just hey, the messenger. Yeah. Right, right. All right, so let's let's get down to business, Sir Vic. Uh, you and I, we have a lot of business to talk about for our listeners to actually hear. Let's start off with the biggest piece of news that came out this week about PWR, and that's the first ever PWR press conference that will be streamed live and globally. No, no, no. I think the biggest news uh, uh, regarding PWR is that now one year na tayo. Yeah, one, one year, year strong, net. baby. Like the first ever show was last year's Renaissance. And uh-huh. Look at look, look, look at where we are now. That thing is a front row seat sometime. Yeah, nakita ko nga yun, that is last year's Renaissance. Tapos ngayon, the general manager ka na. Yeah. Rags to riches, baby. And you're still training. Yeah. But these I was training. You know, at that point, I was not training at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I had nothing to do with PWR back then. Nabatuan ka pa nga ng, I don't know. Yeah, but anyway, PWR, of course, yeah, I'm happy. We're all happy that we're celebrating our first anniversary come renaissance but um to, uh, I, I guess one of the things that builds up to that is the press conference that's happening this sunday so uh can you tell us about the press conference what to expect and all of that for uh, our listeners where, where first can you know where can our fans tune in okay uh first of all yeah uh, it's no secret we just signed with gpn live GPN, global pinoy Kasi, uh, when we when i first heard the news i didn't really know who gpn was but who, who are they? What are they all about? What do they have? Okay, so basically, Global Pinoy Network or GPN, parang isa siyang video um, sharing. Oh, not actually video sharing, but video streaming yeah, website. Yeah. So they're VOD, video on demand. Yeah, video on demand. So they carry PXC, the, the MMA um, guys. Uh, they carry UGB. They carry El Shaddai. Yeah. Um, Iglesia. Quite an interesting company. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Tapos <laughs> I believe Comedy Manila and Comedy Cartel, Cartel are Which there. Which is also weird. Yeah, that, Which is that's also weird in weird. itself. Uh-huh. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, shout out to Red Oliero. <laughs> so um yun. Uh so lahat sila, pati mga, I think din parang spit something. Spit, yeah, spit. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They're an improv spit. group. Oh. Yeah. Comedy then? Spit yes. is there. They're an improv comedy group. Yeah. So um, I, we're very proud to be under GPN's banner. So it's like adding a new flavor to their to their already diverse menu, so uh-huh. to speak. So, um, yeah, GPN. Um, yung press conference na you mentioned earlier, Stan. Um, it's gonna be streamed there this Sunday, 7 p.m. So, guys, make sure to tune in on GPN Live. So it's uh, GPNLive.com. Yes, gpnlive.com. Right, so um, basically everybody who's got a match on the Renaissance card will be there. Yeah, they and will be there. I, I will be there as well. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm hosting or if I'm also going to be asked questions. Either way, I'm game. I'm, I'm, always, uh, I'm always excited to do these things, of course, uh, to represent PWR. Um, how did the relationship with GPN start? Because um, a lot of people have been curious about it in the first place. Now, there was a relationship with GPN Live to begin with, uh-huh. and now we're going in this direction. So where did this all begin? Okay, so uh, we... I, personally met the owner of GPN. His name's uh, Jerry Lozano. So, hi, Sir Jerry. Um, if you're tuning in, hello. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I first... Yeah. So, I first met him... Um, actually, ironically, 
back when I was uh, in the mi- middle of a meeting with another network. Okay. So uh, we were t- we were having a negotiation with this particular network, and it, uh, it so happened that he's in the in the same uh, venue yeah. as the meeting. Right. And it, uh, he was scheduled to meet the, the 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 network then after our meeting is done. So, um, you know, abang we're wrapping things up. He approached the the, the guys who I'm talking to. Tapos yun yeah, we got introduced. He gave us his I know his his contact details, his, his uh, business card. Mm-hmm. So yun. Um, Fortunately, hindi nagpan out yung negotiation with the network, and I feel like sila den hindi rin natuloy yung usapan nila. So kami na lang GPN na lang and 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 PWR yung collab. So, okay. So yeah. what was it about PWR that they liked? Like, say from the feedback uh, that you had with them during their, your conversations, what was it that made them want to broker a deal with with PWR? I don't know, cause we probably were money. <laughs> nah, I think we are. Yeah, yeah. But seriously, um, of course, like, bro, wrestling is is not common here in the Philippines. So we're the only ones who are doing it. So, of course, um, kung uniqueness lang ng product yung pag-usapan. Of course, you know, networks would grab the opportunity that I, I think yun dapat yung mentality nila, di ba? So, um, props to GPN for for grabbing that opportunity, I guess. But, uh, okay, so we have the press con, a streaming live right. on Sunday night. Uh-huh. But how does this affect uh, the setup for the broadcast ng Renaissance? Like, paano yung, paano mangyayari sa kanila? Is it gonna be like what happened with TV5 na... Uh, everything, the entire show was uploaded uh, like some a couple of days after the okay. event. Or so, is it live uh, with GPN? How does it go? How does it does it different now? Um, unfortunately, we don't have the means to do a live streaming of the event itself yet. Although the the press conference would be live, right, right, right. But um, we don't have the means to to live stream the the event because um, you know. There, there's a lot of production that's be, that, that that is needed to mm-hmm. to produce uh, the a, a live wrestling show. Right. Lalo na three hours, right, that's right. And uh, I have to be honest, GPN is a fairly young company, that's true. so medyo konti pa lang yung tao nila. But they are, you know, parang they they, they are legit. Mm-hmm. So um, fairly young company like PWR. Major undermanned pa. Yeah. Um, so I guess um, it's pretty much the same as you know the ones TV Five did. Na parang people can see Renaissance and GPN live after a few days. All right. So, so yeah. um, there's a press conference that's happening, but we've been posting on social media now. The fans of PWR can get involved. Yes. And uh, th- through th- uh, by sending their questions. So how can our listeners, how can our fans send their questions to either myself or to the PWR stars? Okay. Um, if you, um, we're, we encourage everyone to send in their their questions to the PWR um, roster or to general man- general manager Mr. C. Um, no matter how serious or how silly the questions. Are, we, we welcome them, and the the roster would be happy to answer all of your questions. You may send them in via Facebook over the comment section nung um, nung post na GPN uh, announcement. Yeah. Uh, also, you can 
uh, we encourage also if you if you can um, send in videos, um, you can upload them to, through YouTube or Facebook, and then tag us, send us a link. Um, you can also reach out to through our um, Twitter account that's at PWR official. So you can send in your YouTube links there, or you can tweet us your your questions. So um, as long as you you tag Philippine Wrestling Revolution, you ta- you tag us, you send it on through our Facebook, then we'd be happy to to include your questions in the in the in the press conference and we'd, we'd like to answer all of them all right all right now before we wrap up this uh, this quick little chat with sir vic what can our listeners and what can the pwr fans or as we like good. to call them i don't know um, i'm signing your paycheck what the hell bro is there anything else playing him out okay is there anything else you'd like to talk about let's talk about the year you know really quick oh, since it's a oh. quick chat let's talk about I don't know, something else really quick uh, so it's been a year since uh, pwr first broke into the scene Grave. Grave a year no did you idea. expect nung unang, nung unang show last year mm-hmm. did you expect that we'd be here we would actually you know be with a network that's distributing our our material our video and that you would have to worry about this you know being on being on the internet yeah being like, but what's the feeling like being in sexy no? <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah uh actually to be honest before Renaissance started um, last year, all, uh, personally, ako, mm. all I've been thinking about is to draw at least 50 to 60 people. Right. So that was the goal at the, t- at, at the time. Because that's my personal goal. 50 to 60 people, because say, is a, l- a lot of people now for like a small indie show in the in the U.S. Yeah. So to draw more than that here on your first show, that's huge. Yeah. So yeah, I actually met a wrestler. From ECW, mm-hmm. see, okay, so he's saying that he's chilly, really, yeah. hey, um, yeah. So, sabi niya, you know, good number na yung 30, 40 people, yeah, in a high school gym. Because so, you would see, uh, no, you would see these, like, you would see big names, like on on video, like let's say CM Punk in the early days. Yeah, he was performing in front of what, 30, 20, yeah, 30 in a high school yeah, gym, high school gym, or even as recently as Finn Balor and Becky Lynch in their early indie shows, right? They would perform in gyms as well. Nagandang di kadaming tao, twenty, thirty people. I remember uh, writing a Throwback Thursday post on Smart Henry uh, that featured a match between Kevin Steen and Claudio Castagnoli. Ganon mm-hmm. it's a bingo hall with. 40, 50 people wow, surrounding yeah. the ring from yeah, 2009. Exactly. Yeah. yeah so, um, That's the kind of shit they have to go through. Right. And and also, like, okay, in Dito, um, recently, yung recent uh, GFW show. Mm. Yeah. And that's like, you know. GFW, yeah. GFW. Just Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. Je- Jeff Jarrett wrestles there. The Bullet Club wrestles there. <laughs> uh, Kushida. Uh, they, they drew like 90 to 100 people. So, like, um, all of our shows from oh. Renaissance last, ye- last year. It's fucking insane. Yeah, must na outdrew pa natin So let me ask you this: as somebody who's been there since day one, uh-huh. um, can you tell me what's different from the PWR of last year as opposed to the PWR of this year that many fans probably don't realize? Because there, there are the obvious things like talent, but there are more talents now than there were last yeah. year. And so there's more on the you know organization. Yes, the, the organization, the company, the organization. Because people know about the talent, people know about the fans and all that. Pero like behind the scenes stuff, anything you can share. You don't have to go into too much detail. Yeah. If, and I guess what uh, what what the difference between last year and this year is mas may system na kami. Right, right. Because before, like 
you know, kapaan eh. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. testing with any group. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So ngayon, may system ng sinusunod. Although, you know, marami pa rin pwedeng i-improve. But I can say na sobrang laki ng improvement from the from the from the past year. Mm-hmm. You know, wrestling quality uh-huh. for sure better. Um, the guys work smarter. Right. Um, of course, dumagdag lalo yung talent. Production-wise, oh, of course, of course, like, um, shout-out pala to Leonard Kizon for doing uh, our... The MVP. Our, yeah, yeah, we call him the MVP for a reason. He's, he's the head of our technical uh, stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's the MVP. Sobrang galing niya. As in, like, mga... Nagawa niya ng paraan na palakihin yung locker room natin. Oh, yeah. Sobrang sikip. So, yun. Init-init sa loob. But, yeah, nagawa niya ng paraan. Um, and... Uh, nagawa niya rin ng paraan yung, like, yung mga seating arrangement. Although, uh, I would like to apologize pala to the people who na parang na, na, na SRO lang kasi, you know, yun lang yung, talaga sa MCS. Talaga sa MCS eh. Eh. Like, ito lang yung available seats nila. So, we make do what, of what we have. So, but, again, we, it's very Pinoy. Yeah, yeah but we thank mm, you is, is, for sticking is. with us na kahit na nakatayo kayo, mainit, you're having fun, having a time of your lives. So yeah. You mentioned Leonard, who's a good friend of ours as well. Yeah. Um, are there any other unsung heroes behind PWR who you want to give a shout out to? I think this is one of the perfect times since we're celebrating an anniversary for PWR. So are there any names that we want to recognize, especially for the fans and the listeners who may not have heard these names uh-huh. and so just want to thank them in some way? Shout out to um Tita Joyce. Mommy siya no isa sa mga board members na yeah. uh, she does um, basically all the shirts. Uh-huh. So siya yung siya yung gumagawa ng mga merch. Uh, shout out also to Poch the motherfucking man, Estrada. <laughs> our friend Poch. Yeah, uh, he he's our new um, PWR announcer. Mm-hmm. Also shout out to Kamas, our former announcer who is in training who is in training but pero, injured. yeah he took the time off uh-uh. so pare balik na ne pa ayos mo na yung pa pare so who else uh yung mga boys ni Leonard sila sila ace yan um thank you sa you know pagtulong the the young boys sila um Raf Gab um Red Ronja <laughs> the Armadillo <laughs> Si Jimmy, si Alvin, yeah. Oh, young Shout boy pa rin ako, papi. Eh, di ka na ako nagpupunti. Balita ko pa, sino pa pinupunta mo sa Shangri-La? Balita, yun lagi na po babalitaan ko. Every time may show, lagi, lagi kita na sa Shangri-La. I don't know, what's up with Shangri-La, pare? At laging nakatataon to sa show natin. Basta ano eh, hindi ko rin na-explain eh, but lagi na may ano eh, may thingy. Yeah, I, I guess he has something to, you know, he has to meet his daddy in Shang or something. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, how about we give a shout-out to the social media guys behind PWR? They've been working their asses off. Oh, yeah, off. yeah. Uh, shout-out to DJ, uh, our our social media consultant, si Brian Lumanog. Thank you so much, brother. Um, the social media team, they've been doing a hell of a job, like, Lalo na nung bootcamp opening season, oh my gosh. Like, we received like 200, <laughs> 200 plus messages Jesus. inquiries. And they have to like answer all of them one by one. So, yeah, props. Uh, speaking, speaking of bootcamp, pala, yung recent bootcamp. Yeah, yeah. Maraming, maraming nag-signed up noon. Oh, yeah. what, what can you say about the, the batch that just uh, that, that the, the new batch? This batch, I can say, uh, marami sa kanilang dedicated. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's I think it's too early to 
Yung mga like nagpunta nung day yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right? So are there any standouts? I mean, this early on. It's only been, what, three weeks? Yeah, there are a couple of nag-standout. Uh-huh. Um, shout out to the guy who looks like Luke Harper. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, dude. Way to make a name for yourself. Uh-huh. I mean, dude, brother, no offense, man. But you do. But keep up what you're doing. You're, you've been doing great. And no offense, kung tinatawag kami Luke Harper, that's a compliment. Take that mm, as a compliment. Yeah. I mean, we call we call Joey Bax Rusev. Hey, hey. Luke Harper's not a jabroni. Yeah, Luke Harper's not a jabroni. He's yeah. one of the... He's one of my favorites right yeah, now. Yeah, me too. Worker shop, but yeah, yeah he's, he's, he stood out not just because of his looks, but mm. because he can go. Uh-huh. Um, uh, compared to the past boot camp batches, I think this batch is... Uh, lang yun nagquit sa kanila f- from day one. Day, eh. So meron pa rin. There's some. Yeah, yeah there are always of people. Of course, yeah. hindi mawawala yon. Pero eto, like more than fifty percent. No, no, eighty percent. Oh my. Well, well, maybe it's still too early to say. Pero second day going strong pa rin sila. So you oh. would expect uh, from previous batches na first day marami as usual they're trying it out feeling out feeling out what it's gonna be like what yeah. training's yeah. gonna be like right, right. pero pag second day nila daming nangawala halos kalahate usually oh minsan more than kalahate wala mm. so eto I'm like props to the boot campers who new set of boot campers who stayed and I hope you guys stay kasi um friendly tip lang it's gonna be hard yeah it is it is like Kung akala nyo, ito na yung pinakamahira. Dude, wait till you graduate. <laughs> we've only just begun. Yeah, we've only just begun. So. What, I, what I like about this bootcamp batch, though, is that other than the other than the fact na ang dami nila on day one, like, they are the most... Uh, they are the, the most number of bootcampers I've seen on day one. And yeah. I've been part of batch two. I believe 22 yata sila. 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Diba? Ako nagulat ako nung pagpasok ko. Oh, yeah, a, you were there. You it were was there. an entire class. Yeah. Batch two, batch three, batch four. On average, there were just 10 people. Yeah. On average. Ito 21. And then other than, other, oh, nga, diba? other than that, uh, what I did like about this batch is that I saw some previous faces. Uh, faces from previous yeah. batches. Na they... They kind of didn't come back like after the first day, or either that, uh, or hindi nila nakayanan on day one palang. Yeah. And they came back, and I think they're still going strong. Yeah, actually. About it's early to say, pero nito parin sila, unlike last time. Actually, there's this one guy from back, he applied yata during batch four. Yeah. Mm. He almost passed out then sa batch for Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, a, I remember him. I yeah, remember him. Conditioning drills. But now, I guess he he took his time talaga oh, to, oh. to prepare. So now he can hold his own. Yeah, pare. Tapos, galing niya. Okay siya. He can go. Basta yung fact na may bumalik is, I respect that. Yeah. He didn't actually have to leave the first time. Kasi, alam mo yun, it's a process of progressing Right, yeah. but the fact that they they found it in themselves to come back—that's I respect that. Yeah. So yeah. How about the women? Because I remember when uh, when JDL was here, we talked about uh, a women's boot camp, and that was something all of us were looking forward to, uh-huh. just because we wanted we wanted to see if uh, there'd be anyone or any woman who'd like to join PWR. So how is the women's boot camp for Batch Five? Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, two two girls showed up. Mm. So, At least it's better than zero. Yeah. Oh. So. Um, and how are they holding up? I guess okay naman mm. since 
nakikipagsabayan sila sa mga guys. Eh. So, so they haven't left yet? They haven't left Even yet. Even That's good. Yeah. That, that, that's great. That's yeah. great news. So women's division, slowly, uh, slow but steady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because so, that's one question I've been getting a lot, especially since yeah. uh, you know, I've been going out and, and telling people about PWR, which I'm, uh, every, everybody in the company has been doing. And one of my frequently asked questions is actually about the women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they want to know when the women will start uh, start working, start debuting, stuff like that. You know, this gives me an idea. Uh, as, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, as a member of okay. the board, we should work on this, you know? Uh, we should come up with an FAQ list. FAQ. Yeah. <laughs> right? For yeah, sige, every that. event or something. It's something we might want to put out. Of course. Sige. Actually, um, yun nga, speaking of uh, women's boot camp, um, uh, the board and I are talking about um, actually run, uh, establishing an all-women's boot camp. Walang guys na... Yun dapat yung plano, di ba? Yeah. Um, fortunately, yun nga... Um, nagkaroon lang ng problema with the with the promotion of boot camp yeah, yeah. for the girls mm-hmm. so we might actually relaunch it but all women's naman okay, right. so we're sure. gonna find you know time to do that uh, sana um, to all of the girls out there who went uh, to who aspire to be professional wrestlers sana mga punta kayo yeah because uh, there's nothing wrong to trying oh, yeah, it out sure. at least at the very yeah. least Oh. Yeah, at the very least, about, uh, you get a taste of it, and then afterwards, you can decide firsthand whether or not it's for you. Oh, and, you know, parang if ever kayo magiging first set of lady wrestlers in the Philippines, that, that would be huge. I don't think there's may mga lady wrestlers ba nung back in the day? Wrestling. I don't think so, no, right? Yeah, I don't think so either. Puro mga chicks lang ni Macho Frank. <laughs> Ay, ni ano yun, eh, Joe Pogi. <laughs> yun, <laughs> mga valley. Yun, uh, right. So, yun. You could be... Yeah, it's groundbreaking. You could make history. Oh, so, yun, we might actually attract media attention. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, so, yeah, it's a dream. Yeah, come on, um, girls, again, um, once we launch the all, boot ca- uh, all women's boot camp, come on. Is there anything else that you want to bring up, you want to talk about um, leading into Renaissance? Uh, okay, Renaissance, um, punta kayo kasi... Yun yung first show namin dati. Hey, <laughs> Sobrang straightforward. No, but, um, yeah, uh, I, th- I think Renaissance, since it's first show namin, we've been, in, we're, we're gonna introduce a lot of firsts in this show. Uh, we're gonna host the first ever two out of three falls match. It's a tag team match featuring Rose's favorite tag team, yeah. Dual Shock, versus uh, the uh, Fighters for, for Hire. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Joey Bax and Miguel Rosales. Um, well, we have. I have a promise that I made, which I, I have to make again. Uh-huh. Um, I promise that by the end of Renaissance, we'll be crowning yeah, the first the ever first PHX ever champion. PHX champion. So that's happening. That's happening. It's happening. So. Um, yeah. semifinals for them. Yeah, dude. Um, semifinals. Yung down semifinals early in the the show. Dang. And then we're going to be crowning the champion by the end of the night. Yeah, and I, uh, you know, when I make a promise, I, del- I deliver. Heavy. Ang ganda ng mga ideas niya, General Manager Stan C. So, speaking of Stan C, segue tayo to first ever Suplado show. With a friend of the podcast and friend of PWR. Yeah, kapangalan niya si Stan C. Stanley Chi, katunog. Ito na, Stanley Chi is in the building. Hindi ako sure kung sino ang guest niya, pero like... Um, oh, sabi niya magiging okay daw yung ano yung yung show so abangan na lang natin kung sino yan guest niya so um, aside from the uh, all the first how about the first ever three way match for the Philippine Wrestling Revolution Championship yeah um, classical Brian Leo would defend his PWR championship against the Senorito Jake De Leon and the uh, Apocalypse the monster 
right? Scared of so, that guy. Uh, that's all happening September 26th at the Makati, Makati Cinema Square. Square. Uh, tickets are still being uh, sold at Cubao X. Uh, and, oh, oh, and, and, and Wingman. And Wingman in Oy, Malu- Malugay. Oh, yeah. Malugay branch ng Wingman. Yeah, it's at yeah. yeah. So, yung mga malapit, yung mga taga-south, yeah, hindi na kayo yeah. mag-go all yeah, the way to Cubao. Yeah, yeah. You can get your tickets at at Wingman, Malugay branch, some my uh, uh, the collective, 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 yeah, collective. the collectives. Um, ganon pa rin two fifty then siya pre pre selling of tickets yeah, is two fifty so, early bird yeah. tickets then. So kung ayon yung gumasos ng additional fifty pesos <laughs> at ilagay niya ng fifty pesos na yun sa merch na yeah. uh, I heard ang gaganda ng mga merch <laughs> niya mga guys. Um, punta kayo sa yun sa Wingman, Malugay or sa about X, two fifty pesos long. And of course, at the gate, tickets will be sold at three hundred pesos. Yeah. Uh, Sir Vic, congrats on behalf you. of you know us here in the podcast congrats and them. as brothers in the company. Congratulations on one hell of a year so far, and we're so excited to see you this Sunday at the press con and on the twenty sixth at Renaissance. Yeah, we're only starting, so yeah. All right, Hi. thanks, Sir Vic. Thank you. Thank you once again to Sir Vic and congratulations once again to our boys and girls in PWR for a, a, a great, a solid year. So excited. And of course, as the podcast, we're so proud to be the home of PWR. So thanks again, guys. Now, uh, before we end the, uh, this week's episode of the SGP podcast, we got to give you our predictions for Night of Champions. So let's start off from the bottom of the card, the kickoff. Neville and the Lucha Dragons take on the Cosmic Wasteland. Stardust, Connor, and Victor. Ah... Uh... The Cosmic Wasteland has to win this. Because they have been built so terribly ever since they came together. Their first match as a unit, talo sila. Oh. So that was, was kind of dumb. It's got to happen. And 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 they won. Uh, or, well, they got beat down in the segment on Raw. Yeah. So logic tells us that they might be winning. And they have to win. You say, how can you establish them as a threat if they don't win? Right. I actually want to see them get far. Like, um, I want the Ascension to compete with Stardust either as their mouthpiece or with Stardust competing for, say, the Intercontinental Championship or the U.S. Championship. So that would be good. Uh, you know, so we could actually make use of the com- I Cosmic I don't wasteland. really mind if they become white family adjacent. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so I, I'm predicting the Cosmic Wasteland to win. Um, I just hope that um, at some point when they disband Cosmic Wasteland, Stardust can go back to the story of him living the gimmick and people trying to snap him out of it. Yeah. Because that was good. Well, when, no, when they had this one is fine. This one is fine. The leader of what? Uh, a band of Cosmic Bandits. I like, I like it. Let's see where it goes. Yeah, because they're misfits. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, next match, Dolph Ziggler versus Ruru. Ruru. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. According to the grapevine today, uh, there is talk of putting everyone back in their place. So Alana gets to go back with Rusev, and we hope this happens. Yeah, so we knew, we do need this to happen. And we have been saying that Dinaman for the longest time now. Rusev and Lana is Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth 2015, mm-hmm. right? So they belong together. Mm-hmm. We know that. Um, Oh, yeah, who wins this match? By that? Yeah. Uh, first of all, there's actually going to be a conclusion. Wait, I don't. Unlike that, SummerSlam, why, which was why, not why did why did Dolph try to give Lana a cupcake? Cupcake made her gift. I thought it was a gift. Uh, a gift, whatever, whatever. Yeah, it looked like a gift to me. I, I think he was trying to tempt her or to get inside her inside but her. But why head. though? 
I don't know. Why would you be doing that? You couldn't get. But I think they were trying to position Summer Rae as the real. I, I, I don't want to use this word, but for lack of a better term, the real ratchet. Oh. Nah, you know, um, she'll go with whoever gives her whatever. And since Ruru's like. But I don't get it. Her, if you're Dolph, why would you do that? You're already in hot water with Lana. I don't get it. It doesn't make sense to me. What are they? What is Dolph trying to achieve? I think he's just trying to make Summer look stupid. Okay, and yeah. distract Rusev. Yeah, in the process. That, yun lang yung basa. That's the only logical thing I can draw from it. Uh, the, only, the only thing I would like to see come out of this is a Rusev face turn. Yeah. It, at this point, it has to happen. It, it needs to happen. So if, if, if that has to happen, then I want Ziggler to win. Para maawai mga tao kay Rusev. Oh. Eventually. Mm. So there, Ziggler well, well, wins. If, if, if Lana is getting back with Rusev, I, don't, I think they have to turn face before turning back heel. No, um, the the reason why I um I want Rusev to win on his uh, to lose on his way to a face turn is Ziggler beats Rusev, right? So everyone rubs it in his face. Yeah, nah. yeah, and 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 everybody sympathizes. Then Lana comes back and like you know loves him again or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so there. Um, this six man tag match: Wyatt Family versus Ambrose, Reigns, and TBA. TBA, vacant Oh, si vacant. Vacant pa. Okay, so we have to make two predictions. Who's the third man and who wins? Jesus, it's so hard now. Yeah. It could be anyone at all. It, it could be fucking Damien Sandow. Put that in there. Right? No, uh, what though? If, if he, no, he's a healer. Seen as a Sandow? Yeah. Well, if, too, face? if we are to buy the fact or the, buy the rumors that he's returned as the old savior of the unwashed masses. Ah, the healer, sir. Healer, sir. Um. I, I wrote this week in the Raw Review that anything less than Finn Balor and Samoa Joe will be a disappointment. Yeah. Because uh, they wrote themselves into this corner, right? Um, and I don't think Randy Orton is the guy, and I don't think Randy Orton should be the guy. I don't think he's the guy either. Uh, Could be anyone, though. I want Cesaro to be it. Yeah, I want Cesaro to be that guy, too. Uh, I don't it was suggested by somebody. Does he, need, does he need this feud? Cesaro doesn't have anything going for him, so he might as well... Uh, you know, be well, kept they busy. Match up well with Strowman, though. Well, Cesaro is a Swiss Superman. Still, he's yeah. huge. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. Who wins this? I think. I think it's a giveaway that whoever uh, that that the Shield has to win this. They have the mystery partner, although they cannot win clean. Somehow, so you need to keep Strowman strong. Yeah. Yeah, they have to pin Harper. I think Harper's the only one they can pin mm, at this rate. No? Um, okay, two scenarios. We haven't talked about Daniel Bryan. What if Daniel Bryan's the third guy? We were talking about this off the air. Now, um, while it would get a huge pop, I think Bryan would be a weird choice because you bring in a guy smaller than Ambrose and Reigns mm. to take on Strowman. Yeah. You said the whole point is to find someone to neutralize Strowman. Yeah. But what about Finn? Aside from the intimidation factor, Finn is also Bryan's size. Eh? Yeah. So, so I don't really think it's gonna be Finn I don't see it being Finn so it's Joe I could live with Joe yeah the same reason why I can live with Corbin right because he's big mm. yeah uh, yeah Cesaro I, again I can live with that yeah I ha- I think the Shield have to win this they have to win this cause they gotta I, win this if, if they don't win then they also shit on the mystery man yeah Exactly. Nah, so what? But kapag nagano di ba? But kapag naghype around the mystery man. Kung talunan nandin din to. Oh. Right. Okay. Next match: Tag Team Championship: The New Day versus the Dudley Boys. 
the New Day can't lose the championship this early. But the Dudley Boys can't stop this early then. But I think the New Day is winning by shenanigans. Queen D shenanigans, the Dudley Boys win via DQ. Yeah, shenanigans. Oh, yeah, fine, fine. Shenanigans. Uh, my, my, yeah, again, my take on this is the primetime players work their way back into the championship picture. Somehow. Yeah. So Or turn heel and join the New Day. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- um, you know, yeah, you know why? They, they get mad that the Dudley boys have taken their shot. Right. Enjoy the New Day. No, at first I was angry that, uh, that somebody suggested now, why don't they just hot potato the tag team championships? At mm. first I didn't like it. Yeah, you can, there's, there's a way where you can do it and do it well, and it doesn't degrade the value of your championship. So, yeah. Which is what I said. Right. So um, if, if they find that way, you know, good for them. I, I hope they do. Nikki Bella versus Charlotte. Divas Championship match. If Nikki Bella gets counted out or disqualified, she loses the championship. Etna, Charlotte wins this. I think so too, yes. Yeah. I think uh, whatever people were trying to achieve with the Nikki Bella title reign, they have achieved. They've broken the record. They can now say that Nikki Bella is the longest reigning uh, Divas champion in history. They can erase AJ uh, Lee. So at this point, if you need to have Charlotte win, then have her win. Right. At this, uh, anything less, I think, will trigger some sort of backlash. And Charlotte winning will set up your Page feud. Mm. It'll it'll set that up. Uh, you know, Page turns on Charlotte, or Becky turns on Charlotte and Page. Parang, well, whatever. Yeah. Someone yeah. turns on someone. Someone turns on someone. Yeah. Um, Ryback versus Kevin Owens for the Intercontinental Championship. Does Owens win already? I want him to. I'm predicting a Kevin Owens victory just because I think Kevin Owens can do more with the belt than Ryback has. The thing about Ryback is um, at the time they were capitalizing on his new li- yung, yung popularity niya na lang. Mm. So that was good but he, they weren't able to make the most out of it because all he had to feud with was the big show and the Miz. Mm. And as much as, you know, as, as much as they're not really bad, they just couldn't help bring your Intercontinental Championship to a feud to a level where we wanted to see it with Daniel Bryan or with and, Dean Ambrose. And the fact, now that he's, uh, he's, he's uh, feuding with Kevin Owens, and then exposing weakness in Ryback. Now, now, okay, now we're, we understand what they're trying to do with it. They're trying to make him this corny um, Roman Reigns post break post shield breakup adjacent. Yeah, now, you know, spouting so much force. Uh, there's no denying that the secret helped Ryback. Right, but uh, you know, to say all of this to be to be cutting wordy promos about or to be cutting Hulk Hogan positive role model promos on a guy who isn't probably made to promo like that. Yeah. Maybe you know, maybe the guy really is that positive. But Plus I think um you know the the prize fighter gimmick just works talaga with Kevin Owens. They proved it worked in NXT. They proved in his feud against John Cena and with him being intercontinental champion, it gives him more motivation to wreak havoc on the main roster. I, I think he uh, Kevin Owens needs to assert himself, and he'll be able to do that as Intercontinental Champion. Like yeah, I can I just think imagine, to pull the trigger. I, I can imagine him on babyface matchups. Like they can revive the feud with Cesaro again for all I can. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, last two matches: Seth Rollins first versus John Cena for the United States Championship. Uh, uh, one more thing I want to predict with this is if it's first hour or second hour, which I think it's top of the second hour. 
As usual. Ini yung bagong tambay ni Sine. Ini yung bagong bahay ni Sine. Yeah. Top of the second hour. Uh, I think John Cena wins it back, sadly. I don't know. I don't... I don't... It's easy to say that, considering what happened, you know, how the U.S. Championship run of Seth is going right now. But the fact that Cena overcame, you know, stood tall, Cena Instinct stood tall yeah. at the end of Raw, mm-hmm. it kind of tells me that it might not be happening. Because you're using your wrestling logic. Yeah. I would I argue. Know. I argue otherwise. I think that Seth Rollins loses it just because they need Cena to reestablish. Or, or yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. Yung, ano, level of prestige that he held, held the U.S. title with. I get it, but parang, it's weird. Eh? Parang, I, I'm not. I, I have a feeling it doesn't happen. Although I won't be surprised if it happens. The way I'm looking at it is, I think Creative or WWE or Vince had this expectation that if Seth was double champion, he could achieve this. Mm. And after three, four weeks in SummerSlam, I don't think they've achieved whatever it is they wanted so they to achieve. Yeah. Right? Maybe, uh, you know, maybe it's because kasalanan din nila na they didn't give Seth the avenue to do that. Mm-mm. But um, it doesn't matter anymore because we're here where they have to come up with a result. And I think the result caused by Nisinabi Konina is that Seth drops it so that... Uh, Para may equilibrium ulit to an extent. Sure, sure. So you know, that's my logic behind it. And Rollins versus Sting, obviously. Yeah, Rollins well, wins. if Owens wins for the, you need the face champion. Oh shit! Oh no. No, but it, it's been done din naman na po- Well, you have Charlotte as a face champion. Oh yeah, it's true. It's true. So Sting can lose. Yeah, yeah. For the girls, so you have Charlotte. But Cena. Yeah, I, no, I mean like if if Rollins retains against Sting, you need, and if Owens wins, yeah, you need Cena to win. Right. And uh, I mean, I, I don't think Sting will have a Goldberg run. Mm. But they gave Goldberg that. But Sting is only really good. Uh, he, he was energetic against Big Show. Yeah, and yeah. no, in, in the tag match, oh, yeah, he yeah, was yeah, looking yeah. really good. He is in shape. I guess he he can go out there right now. How old is he? Fifty, fifty something. Yeah, 50, he's pushing in a fifty something. Sixty, Shit. pushing sixty maybe. Can you imagine though? I, how old was Bob Backlund when he won the championship in the 90s? 56 is his Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that old, I think. Because I'm, I'm trying to imagine when's the last time we had an old man as a world champion. But he's not, you know, Sting doesn't run around like an old man. Surprisingly. Yeah. yeah. He, doesn't, he doesn't talk like an old man. Oh, right, right. Okay, so Bob Backlund won the championship again in 94. He was like, uh, fuck my math. He's like 40-something, 45. Oh. See, that wasn't that old. Unlike Sting, who's fifty six now. Man, I I still don't think Sting wins. Sting wins though. He doesn't yeah, get he doesn't that, win. I don't think he wins. He doesn't get that Goldberg run. It's too late. But here's a big question: Does Sheamus cash in? No. No. I, he, does Sheamus cash in and win? I don't. If think I question it, Jung, does he come down and try to cash in? Maybe he will. I don't think it happens at Night of Champions. Or if it does, he just comes down, but he doesn't get to cash it in. He's been teasing it. Yeah, they've been teasing it, but um, they did that with Brian before. Yeah. Many times. They did that with Ziggler. Mm-hmm. Nah, there were so many teases, and then he just comes out. Either he thinks twice, or he doesn't exactly get to cash in because the bell hasn't rung. So there's always that thing, the, the bell hasn't no, rung. But say the, in kayfabe, uh, if, you, if you think about it, Seth will, come in, will, will be coming out of two matches. Uh-huh. That would be the best time for Sheamus to come in and cash in. You know who's the most powerful guy in this scenario? Cena. Timekeeper. Oh, yeah. Because he gets to decide uh, whether or not Sheamus' cash-in is valid or not. The timekeeper na naman eh. 
Yeah, he's got yeah, the power. From them in the summer, send me. <laughs> he's got the power, and it's not the ref, Because eh? even if the no, ref the ref. No, oh. even if the ref tells the timekeeper to ring the bell, if the timekeeper doesn't get to ring the bell, and then the RKO's is Sheamus or something. Jesus shit. Christ! Right? The timekeeper's oh, got no. the power. Are you saying that Orton is coming back and messing no, no, it up? No, 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 no. I'm just giving an example. Nah, I know. Nah. No, I think it, can happen. To I Sheamus. think a cash in tries to happen. At the very least, it tries to happen. Sure. Say, Following your logic, yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Two two matches. Um, in in nine, yeah. Yeah. Fine. See ya. Uh, but I, I still think he holds on to the contract and the briefcase post Night of Champions. Okay. All right. So what do you think about the predictions? Do you agree? Disagree? Uh, let us know. At Rosewar, at underscore Stancy, at Caveman Camus, at the SGP Podcast. You can also like us on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash the SGP Podcast. We got to thank our friends from the Mellow 94.7 studios for always sticking with us and the, uh, and the boys and girls of PWR for making us the home of, of uh, PWR. Now, before we sign off our picks of the week, let me start off uh, by selecting the Tag Team Championship match. Uh, I am and always will be a fan of Tag Team Wrestling, uh, New Day versus Primetime Players, pay-per-view quality match on free TV, so I appreciated it. And I can't wait to see them square off again, uh, hopefully in the near future. Uh, like we've been saying, Kaninapa, I hope this feud between the three teams lasts until December. Right, and my pick of the week is Cena versus Sheamus. It's not a pay-per-view quality match, but it's a TV main event quality match. And, you know, if you have the time to watch it, you know, uh, a, a, a lot of wrestling on Raw recently has been, has felt like a chore to get through, but not this one. Yeah. Uh, it, it's really, it's really fire. Right. All right, so that's going to do it for us. We will see you on. Well, we'll see you next week. Um, if we can, if we can get all of our schedules to line up, we can probably have like one or two more guests from PWR to uh, to talk about Renaissance, to talk about where they stand, where their heads are at, and uh, we'll see you at the press conference, September twenty. That's this Sunday. Yep. 7 p.m. At, at 7 p.m. Uh, GPNLive.com. Once again, or their GPNLive.com or their app. Or their mobile app. app. Yeah, so you can download that on on any platform that they're on, whether it's the App Store or on Google Play or you know wherever you're at with a smartphone. So we'll see you there. Ask your questions. Use the hashtags PWR Renaissance and PWR. And, of course, you can tweet at PWR Official for your questions. On behalf of Ravishing Ro Moran and Rowdy Raf Camus, my name is Stunning Stan C, and we're out of here. Peace out. Peace.